0: hey everybody welcome to cafe grit today we're going to talk about burnout hopefully you're not too burned out to uh to listen thanks for being here let's get started welcome to cafe grit my name is beth ann campbell and i am the author of where the hell is my bacon a book about a corporate team that triumphed over shitty leadership with the help of fried pork i open cafe grit as a place where you can join me in figuring out how to channel your grit and find your voice in the world, whatever that means for you. This is the place to go when you've got that hankering for purpose, a taste for fulfillment, and you're tired of living the rat race. Thanks for stopping in. Cafe Grit is now open for service. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Cafe Grit. I am your host, Bethan Campbell. If you are watching this on video, um, I might look a little gussied up today. I am a little. Uh, dressed a little classier than normal. Uh, no reason. It's the weekend. It's also <clears throat> my seventeenth wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary to my awesome, awesome husband, Sean. Seventeen glorious years. It's been a quite a ride, and uh, so I thought I'd you know just uh, class it up a little bit today. So I've got a, a necklace on, some earrings, and kind of a nice blouse instead of the typical hoodie. But oh, that will that will be coming back on in a little while. So today, we're going to talk about burnout. I am not even kidding you. This is the third recording I've tried to do about burnout. I did two other recordings, I just felt like I was so all over the place. And I just, so I kind of put them aside. And I thought I'd revisit this at some point. But there's so much talk out there about burnout that it's kind of come to the forefront again. The other day, one of my LinkedIn connections put a post out um, asking the question who is more responsible for burnout management or the employee or the company. And I think the answer is it's all of the above. Every situation is, is different. So I will speak of course, from whence I came, that is being in the corporate world for 21 years and having, been burned out myself on a number of occasions and also knowing quite a few people who were burned out and and have been burned out. So I want to break it down a little bit in that context of who's really to blame, who we don't want to lay any blame here, but who's really responsible ultimately for so many people being overwhelmed, too much work, too many things coming at them trying to multitask, not able to keep up, overcapacitated, um, no one's ever saying no, no priorities, uh, or everything's a priority. Who's responsible? In my opinion, everybody's responsible, including ourselves in many cases. So let's break that down. Why is the employee, why is a person, why am I, Beth Ann Campbell, responsible for my own chaos? Well, people like me start off in our careers and we're very gung-ho and we we have zero boundaries because we're just ready to conquer the world. We will take on anything. We love a challenge. We react very quickly when people need something. This is a big thing, I think, that contributes to to people being burned out. Is over time, we feed off of that sense of being able to help someone. We'll never say, it's not my job. We're the people that someone can come to and say, I don't know if Beth Campbell can help me, but she'll be able to figure out who can so um we're the ones that answer our our phones and our texts and our instant messages and our emails very quickly people know that when they reach out to us we're not going to wait a day or two we are going to respond right away even if we can't handle the situation right away but of course we will try but we will certainly respond, so they always know that we're on it and And, as I've said many times, people are very accommodating and very understanding and very appreciative when they know what's going on, and we're people that let them know what's going on. We let them know when we're looking into something or trying to figure something out. So as individuals, we contribute to this. And 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 I'll be truthful, I I think a lot of us, myself certainly, and I've I've heard this from others, there is a benefit to this for us. There is a a payoff. People don't do things willingly for decades in my case without there being a payoff. Whatever it is. Sometimes it's it's not a good payoff, but there is always a payoff. And the payoff for me was recognition. I got a reputation as somebody who will do anything. I got the problem assignments and I would do the problem assignments and rock them. I would not hesitate to um, work long hours or um, you know, overtax myself to get something done. I would um, jump in and multitask. I would answer things quickly. So I, you get a reputation and people like that. You find success in that. People appreciate it you become somebody that people talk about and they know and they they like how you operate and that gives us that recognition and that sense of success so we definitely feed off of this there is a payoff so so that is that is how the the individual contributes we allow enable and sometimes even encourage this lack of boundaries and just taking on more and more and more until it becomes a problem. And it always becomes a problem. So we we have a responsibility to this. We don't set boundaries. I talked in the last episode about boundaries and how in this new position I had to really step back from that that comfort zone of being the chief executive of getting shit done and i had to say i can't learn it all take it all on figure it all out in a week a month even a year it's going to take some time and if i let myself get engulfed by the chaos at this point in my life it is not going to be good for anybody But people like me have a hard time setting those boundaries and keeping them. And that is one of those ways that we we contribute to our own chaos. So what does the manager, how is the manager responsible for the chaos? While I am a manager, I've been a manager in various positions for the last 13 years. And there are a lot of ways that we contribute. First and foremost, If I'm not living, if I'm not not walking the walk on setting boundaries and not allowing the chaos to consume my own life, how do I expect anybody who works with me or for me or around me to do the same thing? I have to be, I have to lead by example. I have to, I have to, um, I have to, I have to live what I preach. And and I haven't in, in many, many years, I haven't. So um, this is a first for me. Um, some managers um, don't speak out. They don't. And I've been guilty of that myself. Stuff comes in and you have to make decisions on what is the priority. And sometimes that's hard. And sometimes we make the wrong decision. And that just means more work coming in. I've often have found myself in the past in positions where I just don't know, I don't want to bring more work in, but I know that it's, it's um, a priority for someone um, and maybe a true priority. And so I I let it in as managers, we, we fail to intervene and filter the stuff. Um, We also maybe aren't as good as we should be in encouraging our employees to set those boundaries to keep them and to maintain a true sense of work-life balance. I know it's very cliche and we use that term a lot, but it is important. And sometimes we, because we're getting pressure from externally or above, and and sometimes depending on the nature of your business, um, those are, those are real, um, uh, Real pressures they're um they're genuine they're not just somebody there's a lot of of urgency stuff, and we'll get to that in, and and that's not really urgent. We'll get to that in a minute too, but I think as managers, we sometimes don't don't remove the obstacles that we need to remove. we don't identify the obstacles that we re- need to remove we're focused elsewhere. We're caught up in the chaos too, and we need to pull ourselves out in order to focus on our teams and figure out the things that are contributing to their chaos. Are the processes streamlined and uh, understandable and clear and succinct? Usually not. Um, what are the other obstacles? Are they getting pulled from the side into things? Are they. Um, are there things that that i can help with or that we can delegate that to help uh, alleviate some of the the stress of that overwhelm and burnout another thing is managers sometimes we don't recognize that our team members are getting burned out i think the best managers and the best leaders have a high sense of emotional intelligence and part of that is being able to read people to um understand people in an intuitive way not just at face value. I think that's critical and important to understand how people tick, what makes them um motivates them, what inspires them and what um what works and what doesn't, what are good fits for people and what aren't good fits for people. And if we as managers if we don't recognize that, then we're going to be put people in situations where they're uncomfortable or they're taking on too much. Um, And so, so those are things that we need to, to be aware of. And that is how we as managers and leaders contribute to the chaos, the overwhelm, and that all leads to burnout. How does the company as a whole, the, the, the big picture, how does that contribute to, to burnout? Well, I think one of the big things is is just constantly. Well, first of all, there's there, in, in any place I've ever worked, from the time I was 16 till you know whenever, and, and probably till my dying day, there's never really a good sense of governance. And the more people that you have, the harder it is to govern all of the work that comes in. So it, it doesn't matter where you're at; there's always going to be some some sort of uh, competing. Uh, uh priorities. And companies generally, I don't know, that they do a really good job of of enforcing this that sense of let's not overwhelm people. Everybody's really good about promoting and marketing work-life balance. I don't know any company that that doesn't. If you ask anybody, they'll say of course, yes, my my company is and I think on paper and even in our hearts, we want that to be true. And, and some companies do really, really well, um, you know, providing tools and, and um, uh, people to help with work-life balance. But when push comes to shove, it, it unfortunately, many times, again, they're not walking the walk. We have a whole bunch of people that want things done, and that all filters down, right? It's a pyramid, and all the people at the bottom, the ones who keep the world turning, that are taking care of uh, the the day-to-day, those are the people that are going to get hit the hardest when it comes to, to overwhelm, because it's all coming down, and sometimes you know again it hits that manager level and we don't really know sometimes what the priority is or we have to make decisions and sometimes those are not the right decisions on what is priority and what what does come in and sometimes we don't know about what is coming in um that's a big problem too so there's always there's always a i think for many companies for most companies there is a push to grow and to do more and to make more money. And, and then that's fine. That's what's, that's what businesses are all about. Unfortunately, it does come with a, with a cost and that cost is burnout. And that burnout translates into many things, not the least of which is high turnover and high turnover, by the way, just contributes to more burnout because when people leave, somebody has to take on that work. Um, at least until, uh, the, that position is filled and uh we all know that that doesn't happen overnight so so everybody is contributing to burnout the employee contributes it by feeding off of that need to uh to be that the person that gets recognized or helps people or own stuff to, you know, just will take on anything because they really want to do a good job. It's not a bad thing. It's a noble thing, but it does contribute. When we don't set our own boundaries, we don't, uh, we don't help with that, that burnout managers contribute it by, uh, not identifying when there's burnout happening, not, uh, prioritizing well or at all, not uh, making wrong decisions about priorities, um being focused elsewhere, so we're not focused on the team and dealing with burnout um so the manager and leaders contribute to this greatly, and the company contributes it by it all starts at the top, everything the growth, the need to make money and more money and you're you know you're also dealing with with a lot of other stuff as a as a company depending on what industry you're in and all, while companies do. Uh, certainly promote work-life balance, they don't always walk the walk and really take it to heart and, and say no. And none of us, that's the thing, is at a company level, at an executive level, at a manager level, at a team lead level, at an employee level, we don't say no. And here's the thing, folks, we need to start saying no. And I know that's easy to say when you're running a business, there's a lot of things it's, it's a, it's a complicated machine. I get that. And I'm not insensitive to the fact that things like growth and profit are very important, but, but one of the things that stifles growth and profit are people leaving and, or leaving positions or not, or getting burned out. So to the point where they cannot, they're not as productive and believe you me, we all know this: that when people have too much, too many tasks, too much to do, and they're constantly switching gears, they will be less productive than when things are a little bit more manageable, where they can they can um, have a little chance to breathe. Right? People don't uh, they don't get a chance to breathe. People are afraid to take vacations. They're afraid to take time off because. It takes so much work. When you're in this burnout uh, situation, it takes so much preparation to, um, on your part before you even go on vacation, before you take time off, even if it's a day. And then when you come back, certainly if you take a significant amount of time off, you don't shut off your phone, you're still taking calls, you're still doing work. You've, you've Put yourself under an intense amount of pressure, preparing for your absence, your vacation in air quotes. And then when you come back, you've just got 10 times more stuff to deal with. So it's almost like, was it really even worth it? I've heard people say, and this is so sad. This is so fucking sad when people say, I don't know that it was worth going on vacation because of the shitstorm that they have to face when they come back. So it's a complicated problem, burnout. And there, and it's, it is as it is a complicated cause, it is a complicated solution. And um, I want to tackle that at another time because I think there are a lot of things. I think we really talked, we did talk about them. Some of the things that we said that we do, we just need to either not do or the things that we don't do, we need to do. We need to say no. We need to set boundaries. We need to recognize when people are getting burned out and we, we need to encourage and promote really, really, really walk the walk. I know I keep saying that walk the walk of, um, having people step away and step back. We need to not be single threaded. A lot of people are single threaded. And so when they do leave, they can't shut off their phones because if something happens, you know, if, uh, if I'm the only person who can perform surgery of a certain type, and somebody comes in with an emergency need for that surgery, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing that that surgery. So we have to try to be a little less single threaded. We have to set boundaries. We have to say no. We have to we have to prioritize. When someone says, "What's my priority?" we have to be prepared to tell them, "This is your priority." We actually have an answer for you. Versus, up, oh, it's all a priority. So there's so many things in so many ways, but I think it really starts with recognizing what is causing this. And while I certainly don't um, blame people, I think, but I, I do, and I think some, some of us do acknowledge that we are a part of the problem and to stop being part of the problem, it, it does have to start with us and it has to start with us really valuing ourselves enough to say. No, I can't, or I can't do this and not, and not feeling, I think this is one of the things that, that, that we do um, as individuals is we, we feel guilty when we say no, we feel guilty if we say, I can't get to this right now. I do. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But it's so necessary because the more that you, you allow everything to become an urgency, I'm going to drop everything and respond to you, fix whatever you need to fix that doesn't really need to be fixed right now or um, do so, whatever task it is that you're asking me to do, even though you didn't give me any pl- a plan for it and it's last minute and we never say no. And, and then we feel guilty about it. We feel horrible because we didn't help somebody and we have to stop that. We have to stop feeling guilty about valuing ourselves and our mental capacity and our mental well-being and our physical well-being because it all manifests physically when we're burned out it is not just a you're not just brain fried you are physically exhausted you are probably not eating right you're probably not sleeping well we all know what has what stress does to our sleep levels so it's a complex problem with many many causes we don't have control over a lot of those things, but we do have control over ourselves. And we do have control over, we can value ourselves, it's okay to value yourself enough to say no to set boundaries. And once you do that, and once you once you recognize, as I did, that if I get burned out, if I'm working 80 90 100 hours a week, consistently, and I get burned out, I'm not going to be any good to me. I'm not going to be any good to the people that I work with. I'm not going to be any good to my boss or um, any leadership of that. I'm not going to be any good to the company. And if I let myself get burned out, if I get burned out, I will, I you know, people like me will leave. I've I've done that, right, when I've gotten burned out. And I've just decided I'm not going to do that. And that doesn't serve anybody. Again, it just adds to the chaos because it's another It's more work that somebody has to do who's no no longer in that position or maybe with the company. So it starts with us. It starts with us saying, I value myself enough to say no, to say, no, I can't do this. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to respond right away to ask for help. If I'm getting something and I'm not sure that I really should be responding, I'm going to find out. I'm going to seek to understand first. I'm going to seek to... Um, I'm, I'm going to make sure that, it, that an urgency is a real urgency because there's so much out there that isn't. So value yourself enough to say no, to, and, it's a, and to, to not feel guilty about it, or to move past the guilt. And, and it, believe me, it does get easier. Um, and know that whatever you do to be your best self and your most productive self, and that includes saying no, setting boundaries, stepping away, is going to be for the betterment of everybody. So I hope that those of you out there who are experiencing burnout, engulfed in the chaos, in the madness of work hell, I hope that you know how valuable that you are and that you take that to heart and you value yourself and you you start taking steps to really, really walk that walk why can't I not f- think of a better term for that? When you really embrace that concept of, of um, valuing yourself enough to say no, to, to not let yourself get engulfed by the chaos. That is my wish for you. And if there's anything that I can do to help, you know where to find me. I am on LinkedIn, Bethann Campbell. I am on Instagram and Instagram. Instagrammy. that's a new thing. We should Instagrammy. It's like Instagram for grandmas. Instagram and Facebook at at the bean sixty seven. That's T H E B E A N N sixty seven. I'm also out there in Twitter. Not really super active because Twitter's kind of uh, vitriolic and negative, but I am there at the bean. And uh, I hope to see you out there. Um, DM me, um, seek me out, and uh, make, give me a comment or something if you're feeling that you're in. Um, if you're getting burned out and you're engulfed in the chaos and the madness, and let's see what we can do about it. Because I think the world will be a better place if we all just start stepping back and saying, I value myself, hashtag prioritize yourself. All right, folks, I am Beth Ann Campbell. I appreciate your uh, stopping in, listening or watching today. Stay gritty and don't forget. You are a fucking rock star. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Take it easy. Hey everybody, thanks for stopping by Cafe Grit, where the moxie is fresh, the passion cold brewed, and everything is served with a heaping side of mojo. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving it a rating or review on your favorite podcast streaming platform. I'll be forever grateful, and in return, I'll wish upon you copious amounts of bacon, your favorite hot beverage, and of course, pie. Cafe Grit is a production of Bethann Campbell, LLC. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember, you do have grit. You are a fucking rock star, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Take it easy.